Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Hey folks, I am so excited to be able to introduce to you one of my friends, Bill Dutry. He's the pastor of First Baptist Church in Milford, Ohio. It is a thriving ministry that is involved with missions literally around the world. They have BPS, Bearing Precious Seed, which produces hundreds and thousands of copies of the Word of God, literally millions of copies of the Word of God. We partner with them, uh, getting the Word of God out. He's got a heart for missions. He loves people and wants to see people saved. I believe that you will be blessed by his ministry in the Word. God bless you and I hope you enjoy the service. We need to get right to our Bible this morning, so if you'll go with me to the book of Esther. The book of Esther, and uh, I'm going to assume that you uh, know some things about the book of Esther, uh, so we'll not spend a lot of time going through some, if I can use um, some uh, generalities about the book of Esther. We know that there are uh, two books uh, with women's name. One is Ruth and one is Esther. And both of them are very important. Um, obviously, they're uh, God's chosen for us to have in the Word of God. But from Ruth, we get uh, the marriage of her and Boaz, which brings us, of course, uh, uh, Ruth bears Obed and Obed bears Jesse and Jesse bears David. And of course, we know who David is. He's the king of Israel, God's choice for his people. Esther is God's provision or watch care over his people. Because if you know the story of Esther, uh, you know that uh, Ahasuerus decides that he is uh, under uh, some deception of a man by the name of Haman, um, puts out a decree to have the Jews killed. And... Um, God has a means by which to uh, secure that not happening. And of course, that was through uh, this woman by the name of Esther. Esther, of course, probably is known more uh, than even the thinking of the story. I, I think it's known more by the longest verse in the Bible. And I want to go there this morning in Esther chapter number eight. And I would uh, like to read that verse along with you in Esther chapter number Eight. It says this in verse number nine. You have your Bibles there. Esther eight and verse nine. Then were the king's scribe called at that time in the third month. That is the month Sivan on the third on the three and twentieth day thereof. And it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto the Jews and to the lieutenants and to the deputies and rulers of the providence, which are from India unto Ethiopia, a hundred and twenty and seven providences unto every providence according to the writing there and on and unto every people after their language and to the Jews according to their writing and according to their language. 
Let me go to the Lord in prayer if I could uh, this morning. Let's pray together. My Father in heaven, thank you for this church. Thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for their pastor in his faithfulness. I uh, thank you for their staff. I pray that you bless them. And uh, Lord, thank you for them as well. Thank you for the people that make up the church. Church is in a building. The church is people. And so this morning, open um, Bible is gathering together as much as they can. Uh, probably some of them still online and listening in uh, even today as we uh, preach and proclaim the word of God. So I pray that you continue to bless them. Thank you for your provision and your watch care. And may you be honored in our lives this morning. I thank you for yourself. I ask in Christ's name. Amen. The book of Esther, of course, this uh, eighth chapter and verse number nine. It's uh, known because of its this longest verse. You know, if you were uh, most children or sometimes in uh, with children or teens or something, you'll get into a, uh, a quote where people will quote verses and uh, they memorize verses. Typically, Esther 8, 9 is not on the top of the list of memorization. Uh, we typically would go to uh, verses like Jesus wept. Uh, or pray without ceasing. Or Genesis 21, and Abraham said, I will swear. Or maybe the verse rejoice evermore. Or we would remember Lot's wife. Or brethren, pray for us. You see, we, went, we can go through five or six of them very quickly and put all of them together and you don't even have, uh, you don't even have the length of Esther uh, chapter number eight and verse number nine. So obviously uh, this, ver this verse is known for being the longest, but probably not memorized uh, and uh, used in memory scripture verse list. But that isn't really where I want to go this morning. What I do want to do is I want to draw your attention to this particular passage uh, this morning. And I, I really want to draw your attention to the book of Esther for three verses I'll go to to begin with. Go with me to Esther chapter number one. And for sake of time, I want to just go quickly to three verses. Esther one and verse number 19 simply says this. And it pleased the king, let there go a royal commandment from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it be not altered, that Vashti come no more before the king Ahasuerus and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. The second verse I want to go to is, is Esther chapter number three and verses number eight and nine. Esther three, eight and nine. The Bible said, and Haman said unto the king Ahasuerus, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the providences of thy kingdom. Their laws are diverse from all people. Neither kept they the king's law. Therefore, it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that, there may be, that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have charge of this business to bring it unto the king's treasury. I want to go to the third one, and that's Esther chapter number eight and verse number 11. 
Esther 8 and verse number 11. Bible says there, wherein the king granted the Jews, which were in every city to gather themselves together and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Now, I want you to notice three things about these particular passages of Scripture. In Esther chapter number 1 and verse number 19, there goes out a decree. And it is sent from the king and is sent to everyone so that everyone would understand the king's commandment. The second, there is a decree as well. And this decree is sent out to every man so that make sure that everyone understood that this decree came from the king, this commandment. There's a third then decree that comes out in Esther chapter number eight. And this decree is from the king and it is made sure that everyone knows that this decree comes from the king and the king puts out a third decree. Now look in Esther chapter number eight and verse number eight, if you would, because something is going to be told us about these decrees or any decree or commandment that would come from the king. In Esther chapter number eight and verse number eight, we read this verse. It says, write ye also to the Jews as it liketh you, in the king's name, seal it with the king's ring, for the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may no man reverse. So in other words, here's what we have. We have when the king puts forth a commandment and the king puts forth a, a decree and the king seals it in writing, it is irreversible. In other words, it never will change. It cannot be changed. Once the king decrees, then the decree is permanent. So we see in this passage, we're going to see three kings and we, three decrees, and we got to get to them very quickly. The first decree is found in the first chapter and verse number 19. And I want to go back now to Esther chapter number one, and we know what is this decree. What is the decree that is put forth in this passage of Scripture? The decree that is put forth in this passage of Scripture is a decree against sin. It was a decree that is written and sealed by the king that because of Vashti's sin, she will be ever separated from the king. She cannot come ever back. She cannot ever be in the presence of the king again because she has sinned. Her sin separates her from her relationship with the king. And when the king signs a decree and puts forth the decree, Vashti is out. She is no longer able to come into the presence of the king because 
of her sin because she disobeyed the king's commandments and did not come when Ahasuerus wanted her to come. She was disobedient to the king. And because of disobedience, the king made a decree, signed a decree, wrote a decree, sealed the decree. And the decree is irrevocable. And that is because of sin, you cannot come into the presence of the king. It is impossible. I see a second decree. The second decree in chapter number three, as you go there in chapter number three and verse number eight and nine, this decree is a decree of death. It is the decree of death. You see, in the second degree, it says in chapter number three and verse number eight, there is a certain people scattered abroad. And he talks about how that they have been there. They're dispersed among the people. And then he said in verse nine, if it please the king, let it be written a decree that they may be destroyed. It is a decree of death because of being Uh, Under this decree, this decree means that all of those whom Haman has brought before the king is now going to die and they're going to be under a death sentence. And that sentence is a sentence of death. Now, the third degree, if you would, is now in chapter number eight and in chapter number eight and verse number 11 it says this, where, where unto the king granted the Jews, which are in every city to gather themselves together and to stand, would you mark the phrase, for their life. This decree was a decree of life. This was signed, sealed, written by the king. It's his commandment. There is a means by which this people would have a decree of life. Now, obviously, we can put some thought behind this and understand that when we would talk about these three decrees, we could see very simply we have a decree of sin, a decree of death, and a decree of life. Now, remember, they cannot be taken away. You cannot take away a decree. So once it is sealed, once it is separate, once it is mentioned, once it is put forth by the king, it is it is irrevocable. It is not reversible. Now, what does that mean? The, here's the problem, and here's the truth that I want to get across to us. And that is today and forever, there has been a decree against sin. And the decree says this in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse number two, he said, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Sin separates us from the king. Sin separates us from ever coming into the presence of the king. There'll never be sin in the king's presence. The sin has been, has been marked, has been seen, has been written, and now has a, has a sentence with it. And that is sin separates Vasti from the king. And may I say to you, sin separates man from God. When Adam sinned in the garden, 
with Eve in the garden, what did God do? God put them out of the garden. He had walked with them in the cool of the day. He had spent time with them. He had been with them, but he could no longer be there. Why? Because sin separates us. Ezekiel chapter 39 and verse 24 says, according to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions, have I done unto them and hid my face from them. So what do we find? We find that sin separates. Vashti was separated because of a decree, because of her disobedience. The king said, you cannot be in my presence. May I say to you, Christ is the same. You cannot, sin is, will not be in the presence of God. And you're here this morning and you need Christ as your personal savior. The only way to get, for you to get to heaven is through the person of Jesus Christ. So the first thing we saw was a decree and that decree was a decree of sin. Decree of sin. The second decree is a decree of death. It's a decree of death. In Esther chapter number three, Haman says, here's what, here's what you do. He said, they're, he said, they're against you. They, they're not keeping your laws to the king. You, you, they're not doing what you want to, king. And what he says is, he said, Why don't we, they need to be destroyed because they're not being obedient. This, is a, this, this, this particular decree is a decree of death. But you know, in the New Testament, we know the wages of sin is death. We know that whereas by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin, therefore death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. And so the second degree was a decree of death. You see that first decree was a decree of sin, that sin separates man from God. The second degree is that there's a decree of death. And because of sin, man will die and spend eternity separated from God. It's a decree of death. But now there's a third degree. The third decree is a decree of life. After we know the story, Haman, of course, is hung on the gallows that he had made for Mordecai. Esther has taken over as the queen from Vashti, who had sinned. Esther is a Jew. The people that Haman wanted to destroy are Jews. So Vashti interceded for her people and went to the king on their behalf. And a new decree goes out. This decree is a decree of life. There is now means the decree of being separated because of sin was still present and still is today. Sin separates us from God. Man is separated from God because of sin. There is a death sentence passed upon all men for all men are sinners. But there's a third decree that's been given and that third degree, decree that's been given is a decree of life. And where did it come from? It came from the king. The same commandment, the same king, the, the king who said sin separates is the king who said death sentence passed upon 
all of them. Now the king says, there's a means by which there is life. I'm going to put forth a new decree. And may I say to you, we have a new decree. How is it? The Bible puts it this way. The wage of sin is death. But a new decree. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Puts it this way. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What do you mean saved, preacher? Kept from the penalty of sin, which is death. There's a new decree. And the decree is in the person of Jesus Christ. God sent his only begotten son. And because his only begotten son, though man is under the penalty and under because he's a sinner by nature, here's a separation between him and God. Sin causes then death and that eternal separation from God. But God has put forth another decree. And that decree is in the new covenant, the new testament. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. It's a decree of life. Now I close this morning, drawing your attention back to Esther chapter number one, to just one thought as I close this morning. And it's a very important thought on this mission's day. Here's what it is. In Colossians, Esther chapter number one, would you mark verse number 22? And it says this, for he sent letters unto all the king's providences. Now remember, there's a hundred and 27 of them, according to verse number one of chapter number one. It says, for he sent letters unto all the king's providences into every providence according to the writing thereof, to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in their own house, that it should be published according to the language of every people. Would you mark this phrase in verse number 22, unto every providence according to the writing, unto every people after their language. And then would you mark the phrase, to the language of every people. Now go to chapter number three, if you would, and go to verse number 12 and look at the second decree. And where was it to be sent? Then were the king's scribes called in the 13th day of the first month. There was written according to Haman, uh, had commanded unto the king's lieutenant, to the governors, and unto every providence, to the rulers of every people of every providence, according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language. Go with me to chapter number eight in the last decree. And look what is said of the last decree in verse number nine. It says after he talks about the king's scribe, he talks about what day it is at the close of it. In the middle of the verse, he says, and the deputies to the rulers of the providence, which are from India to Ethiopia, 127 providences unto every providence according to the writing thereof. And would you mark the phrase unto every people after their language. And to, and to the Jews according to their writing and according to their language. Here's what I want you to know. There is, there is a decree that's been put out. There is a decree that's been put out. There's a decree that's been put out. And all three decrees, when they were put out, were made sure that every man knew in his own language. 
In other words, every man is subject to the law and commandment of sin that has heard it. He's, he's responsible for it even if he hasn't heard it. Even if the decree never got there, it was still a decree. Even though nobody had told them that they were separated from the king, it didn't mean that they weren't. Because it was to be given to every man in their own language. Is that important for man to know that he's born into sin? The answer is yes. Is it important to know that there is a death sentence placed upon all men? The answer is yes. Is it important that there is a means by which there's life is available to every man? The answer is yes. And may I say to you, is it not only important, it's important enough to understand that there is a responsibility that's been given to the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel. May I suggest to you that it's our responsibility as a church to not only go into all the world and preach the gospel, but we're to make sure that all the world hears it in their own language. So how important is the word of God to you? You and I have it in our language. We can understand it because it's in English and it's in our language. Or if you speak another country, you speak another language to have the word of God in your language. But there was 127 providences and every person was to be told in their own language. Everyone was to get the decree in their own language. May I say to you, our world sits in darkness today because they don't have the commands of God in their own language. There's two things they're missing. You got to have somebody to take it and you have to have something to take when you go. Haggai chapter one talks about the Lord's message in the, with the, from the Lord's messenger. So may I say to you, church, you and I are the messengers and we have the message. We have it in our language. It's important that we not only have it in our language, but it's important enough that we get make sure that the word of God is put in other languages for the sake of it going around the world, that there is sin and sin separates man from God. There is a penalty for sin and and that's a death sentence, but there is life that's available to man, even though he's born into sin, even though he has sin, there's life that's available to him through the person of Jesus Christ. But may I suggest to you, it has to be going out. Somebody has to take it and somebody has to make sure that it's available in their language. We've just began a new ministry at First Baptist Church in Milford. It's called First Bible School of Translation. It's a school that is developed to, to train men and women to translate the Word of God into other languages. Why? Because there's some decrees, and there's three important ones in the book of Esther that you and I know, but the world may still not know because they don't have it they don't have the word of God in their language. I ask you today, as you sit on this missions day and you look at your responsibility as a church, I suggest to you, you have a responsibility to go. 
You have a responsibility to sand. You have a responsibility for the word of God to be given to every man in their own language. Because if it was given to them in a different language, it wouldn't mean anything and they wouldn't understand it anyway. So I ask you today, are you involved in getting the decree out to man who needs it? Let me pray. My Father in heaven, I thank you for this church, their faithfulness. But Lord, we have an assignment and our assignment is very clear to us. The word of God's very clear. We're thankful for salvation in our own lives. And Lord, we anticipate desire that the Bible tells us in Revelation that when we stand before God and before God will kneel every nation, every tongue and every language. So Lord, we have a task to do. Help us to know what our part is and how we should be involved in every part. We're to go in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost. Thank you for yourself. Bless this church and may you be honored. I ask in Christ's name, amen. Hey folks, thank you so much for watching today. I hope that it was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior and you accepted him today into your life and, and you put your faith in him, I would like to send you free of charge two things. First, I'd like to send you this book, Done, is written by a friend of mine, What Other Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible. And then secondly, a brand new Bible, just like this one, I'd like to send to you. So please, do me a favor. First, I'd like to hear about your commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill out the electronic connection card right below, click the link. When you fill that out, put your address in and I will be happy to send this book done and this brand new Bible free of charge to you. God bless you and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.